Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank you. Get out of here. <laughs> no, no, I, no. Listen, listen. Don't get out of here. I am your host, <laughs> Brad Hamilton. Bradway Camel Tween. That is not my name. Coming from the Great White North of Alaska. Not the Great White North. That is Canada. <laughs> Again, still. Joined with me today is the illustrious Tommy Johnson from Iowa. From Iowa. From Iowa. Yeah, I know. How about that? I moved this weekend. Wow, congratulations, but Tommy. What are you, you doing in you. Iowa? I playing Hurek. And playing Exioc, <laughs> <laughs> the bunny-eared goblin rogue. Indeed. But uh, I'm also going to be starting my PhD in chemistry soon. So that would wow. be fun. For those of you who didn't know, Tommy is actually smart in real life. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm not just a four-foot-tall goblin. Mm. Join with us from Seattle. We got Matt Wolf. Hi, I don't remember my character's name, but I'm sure <laughs> we'll figure it out along the way. It's all right. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh. From still Chicago, we have Jeffrey Leadham. Hey, it's your boy playing Toby Smith, the steel <laughs> defender. <laughs> You're trying to confuse <laughs> Casey again. <laughs> it's, it's not like we don't have a guest here who doesn't know what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Uh, Marcus died, leaving us with Toby. So there oh we go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jeffrey, you got to keep track of your characters. They just keep disappearing on you. I know. <laughs> and, of course, with us today, we have Casey McCoy joining us as a special guest for the second time. I can't believe he actually stuck around for another episode. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> the real Mega Miner. The contract he sent me made me do it. <laughs> yeah, something about a firstborn child. Anyway, we got a great episode lined up for you guys today, and we are still really excited about uh, how things are going with the podcast and uh, the growth that we're seeing, and uh, you guys are great as well. So I'm going to jump right into the recap, and we are just going to dive right on into it. Previously on Fire and Dice, the adventurers found themselves sucked into another plane of existence. What? They're only level five, I hear you saying. Yes, 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 they are. The adventurers, uh, we really need a name for you guys. Like, we really do. <laughs> the uh, problem solvers. There you go. Casey knows Let- us as the problem solvers, so I like. I kind of like it a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might just go with that. Uh, you guys landed on the elemental plane of Earth, and right in front of you, there is a rock-covered humanoid named Mason. Uh, he was skeptical of you guys, but uh, took you back to his village of Obsidia to wait out whatever judgment might befall you. There was some tense moments and a few earthquakes later, but you guys, the uh, the problem solvers, as Mason called you, uh, you found yourselves an ally in Mason. Uh, Mason needed to get through the path of shale, a treacherous path that led through the floating peaks uh, for reasons that you kind of picked up on something to do with running out of food, but maybe some other stuff that's going on too. Uh, you guys had been traveling down this path for several hours and you came across a fork in the road. Thanks to a good survival check, you went right and avoided some nasty surprises on the left, yet you were not entirely safe. As Mason led the party through the valley, the familiar tremors beneath the, your feet, uh, belied a different sensation and mason quickly threw the party to the ground casting the spell pass without trace on you uh who knew barbarians could cast spells that's great and uh, as he did that two enormous earth elementals sprang from the ground searching for the cause of disturbance through their domain that is where we left off so as you guys have been shoved to the ground here by mason you see there are these two 
hulking figures covered in pointy rocks that jut out from their body in all different directions. You see their eyes are glowing green and in the various parts of their bodies, you see little gemstones that are stuck into the body, almost like uh, they're bedazzled, <laughs> uh, but it's not a cute way whatsoever, but more like they just have gems ingrained into their body and they stand there silently turning their heads from side to side looking for the sense of the disturbance. So uh, Mason just cast Pass Without Trace on all of you, meaning that you get a plus 10 to your stealth rolls. So technically what? speaking... Yeah, plus that's great. Plus 10? Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, I'd like to chime in and rules lawyer here too and just also add that it also says that we can't be tracked except by magical means. I don't know what that means exactly, but... Right. So just the putting DM that can out have there. you tracked if he wants you to because it's it's a magical mean. Right, so here's how this is going to work because it's like bending the rules in a really weird way. So uh, elementals, uh, most of them that are Earth-related in some way have a feature called Tremor Sense where they can pinpoint the exact location of any creature within their radius. And if that's the case, they would know exactly where you are right away. But because Pass Without Trace is like the spirit of that spell is meant to negate that kind of feeling... Uh, I instead buffed up their perception uh, for this role that's going to be coming in here. So it's going to be a contested stealth against perception role to see if they spot you guys. Okay. Got it. I'm really excited for this role because you'll see. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll for theirs first and then we'll take all of yours. All right. Okay. And so yeah, it's we not just lay there as still it, as can be. Right. It's not a cumulative thing either. It just takes one person to screw this up for all of this to go very, very wrong. Right. I have the highest of the two in my head. Go ahead and read it out. Okay, here comes the roll. Do I have to roll separately for Toby? Uh, Toby also oh must roll a stealth roll. Okay. Uh, uh, but Exioc, that sounds like delighted noises. Well, here's the thing. I got a dirty 20, but a natural one. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So tell me, tell me how you square that circle. <laughs> I will tell you after everyone else finishes rolling. My gosh. Oh, it. I got a, I got a thirty. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. All right. Uh, I got a twenty-four, and right. Toby got a twenty-five. All this beautiful work by Casey to get us hidden, and I just ruined it with one die throw. I have a we'll twenty-three. See. Is that other um, NPC so, with us? T- uh. Yeah. Sorry, the what was that? The shapeshifter, I don't remember his name. He's like a gnome. His oh. name is Nicky Mub. Nicky oh, yeah. Mub, yeah. Nicky Mub, yeah. He oh, also rolled. Because for... uh, he boy. can die for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Send I put so much as effort as into this all man. of us die what for it... all you care? Because you don't I don't know. We'll just kick him out and then. All right. Know. Okay. Nicky Mub rolled and got a 14. Total? Total. Brad. If you're the one who screws this for us, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I mean, fair. So, oh, I'm offering up Exioc as, as tribute. <laughs> Mason takes you and throws wait, 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 you. Before, before anything happens. <laughs> hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Bardic Inspiration. Can, since we don't know if it worked or not yet, can I still cast it? Because we didn't know if the roll passed or failed. 
Mm. Can, but can you really sing right now? So here's yeah. the thing. Mason's action was preemptive before the elementals got here. Uh-huh. So it would oh, be hold very... Hold up, hold up. It says... <laughs> hold up. But her sister was a witch! <laughs> it says, a veil of shadows and silence. And oh. silence. Ooh. That's a... I, that's a great point from our rules lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Where is it written? Where is it written? Well, here's the thing. If it's a cone of silence, then no one can hear what Hirok's doing anyways. So. Oh, so it doesn't affect? Boo. Oh, I think that's right. I think. Yeah. Dang it. Can I sign language? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. So, Hirok, you get that idea. But as you try to say something, no words come out of your mouth. And uh, you don't exactly know what's going on, but this is kind of terrifying. I uh, lay as still as I can and hold my breath. Mm -hmm. Mason throws you all to the ground and a veil of shadows comes over you as you see these enormous rocks with sentient eyes scanning around looking for whatever might have disturbed whatever was going on here. As you are laying here, Nikki Mub starts squirming around just a little bit, and he I shoot him a dirty. Nikki Mub looks up at you and taps on your leg and points over to the elementals with a shaking hand. I I furrow my brow and I shake my head, mouthing no. Nikki Mub nods his head towards you and quietly settles down and tries not to move. As he does this, Exioc, your hand moves ever so slightly against the rock. And as you are laying here in what you think is complete silence, you see the heads turn directly towards you as they have definitely noticed your presence with a 21 perception check. Dang it! You gotta be kidding me! (laughs) I mean, a natural one fails anyways, Tommy, so I don't know what you're saying. I know, I know, I'm so upset. No, 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 wouldn't it not fail since it's a skill check? If it's an attack and you roll a one, that's an instant fail every time. But if it's a skill check, you roll a one, it's not an instant fail. I mean, you can run D&D however you want, but I'm going to go full rules lawyer. Well, nonetheless, it's 20 versus 21. Mm -hmm. So you're wrong. No, I'm right, but... And it's kind of like a house rules two thing if you want to consider ones and twenties uh, successes and failures. Yeah. If yeah. you want, I wouldn't. Okay. And I am your DM. <laughs> That's right. So Casey, go ahead and describe this next combat scenario for me, if you would. Um, no, I actually have questions. Okay. What you got? So if it's predicated on their perception, can I make continual stealth rolls in order to avoid them? Because I didn't get detected. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Wait. So my yeah my my question to follow that one up is do I know that it it was my fault and they only sent me? I mean they all look in your direction so it's you can make your own assumptions but there's no like hard evidence per se. Okay, I'm gonna cast prestidigitation. Wait 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 wait. wait. I can't cast any vocal spells. However, I tap Exioc. Okay. And he turns invisible. Snap. For an hour. <laughs> okay. Does that help us still? <laughs> if it's they can still... already... Well, again, I don't know if you're if, by well, sense. And the... 
well if if right. we're all not detected yet and again i don't know how this works but if if they only see him and he's not there anymore well ideally i think since they have so, a tremor sense they didn't see me they felt my hand brush against the shale and so they are alerted to like me and therefore all of us in that so so my thoughts on this usually it's hard to cast spells to help with stealth unless it's something that you can do very far ahead of time because if you are casting a spell you have to do some movement actions in it requiring you to then do another stealth check there's also a verbal component to casting invisibility yeah well good thing it was just a no, it's VS it touch. verbal, somatic, and um, material. Wait, so are you saying that I can't ca- cast prestidigitation either? I'm saying not if it's trying to be stealthy. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just like my that's like my thing. Like, it's saying that you would cast a spell without somebody noticing. Very difficult. If I'm especially shrouded, if you're already seen. If I'm mm-hmm. shrouded in a a st- in a, a this a veil of darkness and no sound, but they if they heard my hand shift the shale. If I were to cause a shift elsewhere, that could potentially, like... Distract them and think it Distract them or save us, potentially. So, Tommy, whatever you're going to do is going to require another stealth check because okay, prestidigitation also requires verbal and semantic components. Uh, also, it's a concentration spell, so I can drop this whenever I want. This is true. Regardless... You guys in this moment have noticed that they have seen you and are making their way towards you. Currently, they are 20 feet away from you. And so we are going to roll initiative. But they... No, no, no. (laughs) Listen, listen. This is fair. This is not an unfair thing. (laughs) We are rolling initiative to track order of movements. They haven't found all of you guys all together. But we still don't know who's going to move first. If you guys are able to distract them before they get to you, or if they're going to attack first. All right. Yeah, I'm done. With Fine. That. I'm not happy about it, but I was not expecting this much fighting at the very beginning of the episode. <laughs> I don't want to be found. Dang it! I'm so bad about my. Don't roll. Don't roll that ones, man. I. I. You know what? I tried the rogue, my best. The rogue with an assisted plus ten failed to stop. I. I'm so mad. <laughs> He's like, Literally, watch this roll. Okay, I'll talk uh, about the afterburner, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I rolled a 14. 19. I rolled a 14 for initiative. 18. 7. 12. 12 for Mark, uh, Mason. <laughs> Mason. <laughs> so, believe it or not, Nikki Mub is going to go first. <laughs> Dang it. Bro. So, so as now he Brad gets to decide what happens. Nikki Mub looks up and sees that the elementals are starting to go towards them and his head jerks quickly back towards Exioc, you, and then back to them and then back to Exioc and back to the elementals. And no, he's I'm trying shaking to f- my head furiously with a, my brow extremely furrowed. I'm like mouthing no. Trying to figure out what he wants to do. You see he uh, looks at you and stares for just one second and then nods a little bit. You see his form shrinks down into a little fox, and he takes off running down the path back from where you came from. His funeral, man. 
I, I have no allegiance okay, well, that to this completely guy. Changes what I would, I'm this is a tender moment, and our guest is ruining it. Oh. I'm telling you what Inner Mason is thinking. Okay, uh, I let him go. All right, next up in the initiative is Exioc. I was going to... That completely changes everything. Hold on. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, hold on to my action. You, you have to define what action you're holding. How about you okay. make another stealth check and not roll a one? Is that uh, how we're doing this or something? Well, because here's, here's my thinking. I'll just let you in on that. Because I was going to cast Prestidigitation to like cause this, a sound of rock movement 10 feet down the path back from where we came as if we had moved that way and we were invisible or something. But Nicky Bub has accomplished that by just bolting as this fox. So uh, I, I think here's what I'll do. I'll hold on to um, – I think I'll say – I'll hold on to just – this is so this is so hard to, to know what to do. Either either I'm going to if if it's an if ultimately there's a distraction, I want to be able to run uh with like my full speed as far as I can, but I can use my cunning action to do that as well. So I guess I'll hold a uh a throwing dagger attack, I guess. Can I get purely sp- speculative uh, game information what is the D&D land speed of a fox 30 feet is it yeah. 30 it is 30 but if he's not making an attack he can move 60 in one round correct you see he took off he took the dash action okay here's what I'm thinking Nicky Mub can just outrun them Most I would likely. think I would think and again if he dies whatever man <laughs> boom <laughs> Well, okay, but the so Earth, didn't the sand elementals elementals we fought didn't they have a crazy movement speed? Maybe just underground though. Uh, you know? I think they were faster up top. Well, they were also like tornado winds. They were different ones. So oh, the sand ones. What? Oh, sorry, I don't know anything about that. We, yeah, we. <laughs> this is too much. This is too much tabletop. I know too much. I can't say anything. <laughs> exactly, and this is all happening instantaneously. So let's move it on. Yeah, this is a great bullet time. All right, who's okay? Yeah, who's so I would hold it? on to my attack. All right, so you're prepping an attack. Yeah, I would pull out my knife should they actually come at us. All right, my you got yellow, it. yellow, yellow. So jeweled. you see one of the elementals that was making its way over towards you perks up its head and looks down and tracks Nicky Mub in his fox form running down. You see his body slinks down turns to liquid and melts into the earth underneath and you feel tremors underneath your feet even through the uh sphere that is around you of darkness you can feel the elemental moving and gliding through the earth uh chasing after the little fox he is going to use his full movement but still doesn't get close enough so you are now faced with one earth elemental and that is here turn does this elemental do we think it sees us? You see that it is fi- following the gaze of its friend, and you don't know its intelligence, if it's going to just jump at every little whim or if it is going to investigate what it first saw. Um, 
And I don't think invisibility would help because, like you said, it's a tremor-based, not a sight-based kind Correct. of perception. And illusion wouldn't work either. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm going to ready a dissonant whisper. Um, okay. Or, or rather, I'm going to ready standing up to get out of the sound bubble and then, you know, dis- dissonant whisper. All right. You can only prep your action. You can't prep your movement. Okay, so then, yeah, just dissonant whisper. Okay, so you're prepping it for when the sound bubble disappears. When he attacks, or when he becomes aggressive towards us. You got it. If uh, he becomes aggressive is, towards if, us. If. Just so you know, you still lose the spell slot even if you don't cast the spell because you're prepping it. Worth the risk. <laughs> I know, I'm just letting you know yeah, that that's technically good to know. You, you lost the spell slot even if you don't cast it. Yep. Got it. That will take us down to Mason. Yeah, so I'm going to slowly uh, crouch up off the ground and substitute the axe head from the axe on my back for the warhammer head that's around my belt and kind of position myself such that I can flank or easily get behind the one elemental that is around. You got it. Go ahead and give me a stealth check. Uh, do I do I get a point of inspiration for doing the recap? <laughs> Did you do the recap? Yeah, you weren't paying attention. Oh no, I wasn't. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I was too busy reading the recap. <laughs> I have a twenty-three. Oh, okay, nice. All right, so you swap out your double-bladed axe on the top of your axe for a bludgeoning uh, instrument that is hanging from your waist. You now have a Warhammer. Awesome. Nice. Cool. Just playing with Legos. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Check out Brickworld 2021, everybody. <laughs> We're sponsored now. Yay. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you wanted to do with your turn? That's about it. Uh, it does not seem to have seen you in doing so. It is now its turn. You see that it is following the gaze of its friend that disappeared down after Nicky Mub. And after walking, taking a step towards your sound, you see it turns again into liquid, slinks into the earth, and chases after Nicky Mub. Oh. Yeah. All right, let's bolt in the other direction. <laughs> it is Marcus's turn. Bonus action, tell Toby to, you know, get in the slots of, like, the backpack form that I usually have him in when we're trying to be stealthy so he doesn't clang around. Mm -hmm. And then I will go at half speed with both my action and my movement to go my full speed, but basically I'm going, like, tiptoeing my way across. Okay, so you are just moving outside of the range of the sphere for Pass Without Trace? Should we wait? Should we wait? Uh, I'll stay on the very edge of it, but the far edge. I'm trying to just slowly make my... So I guess it's only 20 feet of movement? Uh, Correct. All right. But I wanted to go extra slow. I'm going to need that stealth check. Do I get advantage for going extra slow? <laughs> uh, No. <laughs> I think you still get a plus well, 10. You don't get advantage, but you do get a plus 10, right? Yep. yep. You still get the plus it's 10. It's not great, though. Uh, 21. Oh, yeah. Not great at all. <laughs> all right oh i mean yeah subtract 10 so okay 
So that is your turn. It is now Toby's turn. Is he going to do anything? Uh, Toby got on me in backpack form. You got it. All right. Nicky Mub is going to go. He is pretty far away from you guys now. You can't really see what he is doing. So that is going to take us down to Exioc. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pull my little copper wire off, uh, out of my uh, uh, pouch on my belt, and I'm going to point it at Nicky Mub, and I'm just going to say, uh, I'm just going to tell him, thank you, friend. You're full of surprises. I'm going to start moving away from them, I think. But I will do it stealthily. Okay, so you make it to the edge of the sphere as well. Oh, okay. Uh, it uh, is now elemental. Yeah. Is one of the elementals turns. You see down the way it emerges from the ground, and you hear a slam on the ground and a little whimper of, ow! Dang, David. And you hear Exioc that, oh, yeah, you, you would still hear it, that he takes some damage from pretty far away. There's another attack, natural 20. Oh, no. Oh, he's toast. There's no way. He is still up, just barely. Okay. That takes us down to Hirak. Would I be able to, is he 60 feet away? I'm assuming 30 feet times two. Yeah, Nikki Mub is 60 feet away from you and being blocked by an Earth Elemental. So the verbal spells have a range of 60 feet. Do Are these things going to hear me if I yell 60 feet away to, like... They are not deaf. Uh, can, can I mix spells? I have message. That doesn't work like that, though, right? They're both actions. Yep. If Bar- he made his choice. If if Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action. Cast a Bardic Inspiration in a <sighs> message in their head. Dang. Is that what you're trying to do? Gosh. <laughs> Dude, we're throwing so many uh, curveballs <laughs> at just, It's been like this is so a half hour or stop. 40 minutes just of just curveballs at Brad. Uh, Matt, what are you doing? I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't think that's going to work. I wish it would, but whatever. I'm going to get with my friends and get ready to bolt also. I am looking angrily at everyone who is behind me. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm behind you. Dang. Yes. <laughs> Although if there's if the two elementals are 60 feet away, can we just go now? <sighs> they are 60 feet away from you, so it is up to you. Last time I tried to make a break for it, I died. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you didn't make a break for it, you got Toby killed. Mm. Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, uh, if I half my, what did, what did Jeffrey say he did? He halved his movement speed so that it was quieter or something like that. He just wanted to get to the edge of the of the bubble. Yeah, of the bubble. The bubble. Okay. Um, I'm gonna use my movement speed and try to get as far away as possible. All right. Uh, you are standing right next to Marcus now. It is Mason's turn. So are we basically retreating then? <laughs> running away? Or no? no? We're running in the direction that we wanted, wanted to, go to go originally. So Okay, works for me. I'm just going to go with the group then. All right, so the shadow moves with you. 
oh. as you start walking uh, as Pass Without Trace is centered on yourself. So, oh. <laughs> wow. I, I, uh, I, I would sprint. <laughs> break the concentration then, right? Like, uh, we're trying to stay stealthy. <laughs> we want to stay stealthy, I think. You definitely can break the concentration it? if you want to. Will that inhibit you guys from casting spells that you want to cast? Not at this point. It's nope. It's fine. We want to get it's away fine. first. All right. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> yeah. You're like raising your hands, like threatening to drop it. Everyone's like, no, 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 don't drop it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. All right. You guys start making a break for it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to make up to some. I'm going to make some rolls, but you pass out of sight of Nicky Mub, not knowing really what's going on behind. You just hear loud thuds in the earth of repeated slams no. on, the, on the ground as you are running no. and getting further and further away. No. So I'm going to make some rolls and we're going to see what happens. And oh, no. All right. Are you going to tell us what happens or is it going to be a mystery? I'm, I'm making. Mystery. We don't know. You don't know. Oh, we can't perceive it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so <sighs> Sit in your tiny goblin chair. As you guys continue running down this path, I'm going to need everybody to make another stealth check. Oh, great. But I have the pass. You do have pass without trace. So it's still plus 10. Plus 10 to everybody. Oh, my God. <gasps> Not a one. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I rolled a 34. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Dang. I did not roll that. Exiac, your feet don't even touch the ground. Uh, that's Hirak, but okay. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 27 as well. All right. 21. And Toby is on my back. So. And 21? Okay. As far as you guys can tell, nothing else is picking up your trail. The burst of adrenaline that has surged through your veins of almost getting caught in the situation and the thought of what might be happening to Nikki Mub as you continue running down this path. The trail winds and twists through the path of shale. Underneath your feet, you can hear the stones cracking, and you are afraid that they're sending tremors all throughout, that maybe this is why the path of shale is so dangerous, not because of what lurks there, but because of how easy it is to alert the things that lurk here. Luckily, with Pass Without Trace going, your footfalls are muted, and the bubble of silence doesn't necessarily negate the seismic effects that your footfalls have, the tremors, but it does dampen the noise. So with those rolls, you guys manage to skirt by the next set of elementals that I had prepped. So you continue on traveling for another several hours the adrenaline dies down after maybe an hour or so and the fatigue hits you like a wall as you are terrified but also feeling your energy drain from that encounter Mm. mason this is the farthest from home you have definitely ever been and you feel like you are still being watched as you are coming through here you're not sure if it's your imagination or if it's just the situation that is presenting itself to you. But you are definitely uneasy about what's going on here. As you guys continue traveling, eventually the path narrows just a little bit and kind of funnels you into a bit of a stretch where the walls are just sheer on either side. As you guys continue forward, the narrow path 
stops and opens up into a flat, wide expanse. To the left and right, you can see that the peaks still rise up, but there is a flat plateau area that you have entered into now, only about 100 feet long. And you can see 100 feet in front of you, there is a strip of black across the ground. And beyond that strip, there is the rest of the path that continues on. And as you get closer, you can see that it is marked by an enormous ravine that drops down into inky darkness that is here right at the edge of this part of the floating peaks. Which way? I look intensely at uh, Mason. I am panting my for my breath. I'm like... <sighs> and um, I would like to make a survival check. You got it. So let's see. I have a 22. Nice. You know what you're looking for, and you don't see it just yet, but you know it has to be around here somewhere. Does my gut give me any instinct as to which way to go? Knowing that you really just have a choice of left or right, it's <laughs> a matter of looking on the ground and seeing where there might be some traffic and where there might be a path. As you stare uh, along the ground looking for any sign, you can see that the path generally leads off to the left. There's just a little bit more moved earth in that direction. So uh, that is probably the way to go. Well, if there's more moved earth, that means there's more movement, either good or bad. So wouldn't <laughs> yes. that mean it's the wrong way to go? Depends on how you want to interpret it. Well, that's the only way to interpret it, right? <laughs> well, if there's no movement on the other side, that means that there's just no way to cross on that side. That could also be the case, or it's safer. I leave it to the group, and I relay that information. I've always taken the paths left traveled. Who Who's using these paths? Is it is it your people, or is it just these monsters? Because if it's, you know, like, what what's out here right now? I haven't even been out this far before, so none of my people... Perhaps an Avariel might have traveled out this far. I, I can't say, but... Can I do a nature check on the foot traffic or whatever that is here? Uh, it'd be survival. Be survival. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. As you're looking down at what Mason was talking about, trying to assess it for yourself, it seems like it's really just like a different coloration to the stone. There's not even much of a pathway here. It's trying to discern a trail from what only bare rock can tell. Well, I'll tell you what, Mason. I'm way out of my depth here, so I'm more inclined to go wherever you think. You think we should avoid where people come? I'm fine with that. <laughs> we can always backtrack if we need to. It's not like we'll get we'll get lost up here. I think we I'll, can see uh, quite a ways. I think I'll metagame and go left, which is what Brad originally told me to do, and said <laughs> and said was safer. <laughs> I mean, you rolled a 22, so you figured out which way you needed to go. I just embellished it a little bit. So we'll go left. Uh, the magic of D&D. So I, I turn to the group and say, this way. Sorry about your um, pet. He was a friend. What an idiot. We could have taken him. <laughs> Is this party evil? Is this party evil aligned? I, but I, I shake my head, like, disappointingly. It's I'm, I, You could tell I'm, like, disguising how... how uh, it's affecting me. I look down at you, uh, Lloyd, mm -hmm. and say, 
I'm sorry, but he was a fool for running in that direction. He told him not to. I mean, he did, he did save us, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, he'll live on, and we live on. So let's move. Alright, and we start walking. Okay. Yeah, you said we've been moving for over an hour now. Yeah. My spell's worn off by then. Oh yeah, it's for sure. It's only an hour, so. Luckily, you made it through the worst part of it, and so nothing else came at you while you were walking along that part. As you guys now walk off to the left here along the ravine, you stared off onto the right to see if you can get a glimpse of the bottom, and there is nothing. It's almost like staring into an abyss where it's just a sheer cliff drop-off that uh, descends into nothingness. And on your left, you walk alongside the various mountains that are here, the floating peaks that still have those weird floating islands that come off of the top of the mountains and even little pebbles that float around up around a certain elevation that every once in a while one drifts above your head, but none of them seem to be threatening. You've never seen one fall yet, so it's interesting. Uh, As you walk along here, the path gets a little bit more discolored than the surrounding bits. Uh, the co- the ground here is a dull gray color, and it's taking on almost a yellowish tint to it. As you're walking, you see there is something dull gray that appears in the distance off in front of you that looks almost like a line that connects across the ravine. As you are getting closer, you can see that it is a bridge. Well, good choice there, Mason. I gasp and say, The Iron Bridge! And I start running in its direction. I look Whoa. behind us, as if, because it, it seems like you're running from something. <laughs> uh, th- there's nothing there. I guess I pick up a uh, jogging pace so I don't get left behind. You guys take off jogging after Mason. As you get closer, you can see that this is definitely a bridge made out of iron. It's a dull gray color that kind of blends in with the surrounding landscape. It looks very, very old, but it is still intact. The surface of the bridge is made of segmented parts of the dull metal that form a kind of rope bridge with large iron slabs and connected by segments of iron cables. There are massive iron cables that are attached to the walls of the canyon on either side of the bridge on the left and the right. And it looks like it is sturdy from a distance. And as you get closer, it looks to still be fairly intact. It doesn't look like many of the planks or any of them have uh, been weathered and none of them have fallen into the abyss. Mason, you were expecting something much more torn apart. And uh, what you're seeing is something that looks still very old, but in pretty decent condition. Uh, on either side of the entrance, there are two massive boulders that look like they line an entry path. And knowing what you know about the seismic activity here, the bridge looks like it should have been destroyed long ago, but yet here it stands against all odds. So at this point, I pull out my two-handed warhammer modification on my back and I swap it out for the axe head. And while I'm doing so, I comment to the rest of the group and I say... So this is what is called a bridge, yes? Uh, uh, yep. I call it that. And uh, once I finish swapping out 
for the axe head, I kind of just start to lightly poke around on the bridge with uh, the sharp edge. I would like to be uh, not stepping if I on see it, anything. If I see any like chain that's broken or anything, I immediately cast mending. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys start walking towards the bridge, you take your axe head and gently poke and prod at the metal. You hear a clear ding ring out throughout the silent otherwise canyon. As you do so, the giant boulder to your left takes an arm and reaches out across above you and touches the other boulder. You see there is a surge of blue electrical energy that passes from the left boulder to the right boulder. You gotta be kidding me! We are gonna roll initiative again. Oh boy! Ooh, natural 20. 19. Hirak rolled a 5. 7. 16. While uh, Brad is queuing up initiative, I firmly grasp the double-sided axe in my hand and I prepare for the worst. While Brad is queuing up initiative, I push both boulders off the edge and <laughs> the encounter is done. <laughs> Give me an intelligence saving throw. <laughs> oh, I like these. To, to save me from your stupidity. <laughs> That's a 24, good sir. <laughs> Brad has been killed by Jeffrey's stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see that the boulder on the left has a very similar uh, semblance to the elementals that you saw before. But instead of having green eyes, this has a dull blue tint to them. And it doesn't have gems embedded in it. And where the other elementals were sharp and spiky in their various uh, appendages and looking very menacing. This almost looks like a boulder that has come to life. You can see it has a face that kind of unravels but it looks more like a uh, Pokemon I would say. Uh, a, like a Graveler. Oh, okay. Right. So it, it, it looks different but still very similar and you see the other boulder that has just uh, awoken looks very similar although it does not have a blue color in its eyes. It is just uh, dull gray. Okay. Can I can I try talking to them? Yeah. I would. It's not your turn. It is the first one's turn, and it is going to reach down and take two swipes at our uh, barbarian Mason. Talk all you uh, want. If he Mason. if he is next bonk, to bonk. me, then he is also next to Toby, which means this first swipe is a disadvantage. Gosh, dang it! Oh, psh. go Toby, go Toby. You feel the ground right beneath you slam and quake, almost like an earthquake, but you stand your ground as it misses its first attack. Second attack is going to be a 12 to hit. Miss. That misses as well. Fan-freaking-tastic. All right. That takes us to uh, Exioch. Please, sir, we would like to pass on your bridge. (laughs) (laughs) There is no response. I I uh, pull out my uh, yellow jeweled dagger, uh, hold it by the blade, and fling it aloft at the one that just attacked Mason. All right, go ahead and roll to attack. Uh, that is a 18 to hit. 18 uh, does hit. Nice. This is uh, going to be sneak attack damage, yes? Uh, yep. That is going to be... Oh, good roll. 
15 damage. Nice. nice. Uh, the dagger sinks into its side, and you see it grumbles like, in pain. And you see that the boulder to its right shakes just a little bit as you do that as well. Okay. Brad, your your elemental groan is like a really good Minecraft zombie impression. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, uh, bonus action, Exiot. I'm going to... I'm not... I'm pretty far away. I'm going to uh, run to the... Wait, are they on the left side of the bridge or on uh, the right side? They are on the side that you are on. Uh, well, like, uh, yes, they, like our side of the ravine, but like... There was one on the left and one on the right. Oh, okay. Uh, then I'm going to uh, use my movement to get behind the one that did not shudder. The one that... Which one attacked Casey? The one that shuddered? Uh, no, the one with the blue eyes. Okay, so I, I'm going to get behind that one with the blue eyes, use my movement to... To get behind him. All right, you got it. Marcus, it's your turn. What size are these? Large. Large? Wait, wait, sorry. Uh, I'm looking at the wrong thing. This is medium. They're medium? Yep. So they're our size? I mean, it's a boulder that's as big as you. Okay, that's fine. He's looking for, like, levitate object spell or something. <laughs> uh-uh. Force push spell, whatever that is. So I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to bonus action. I'm going to take out my whip. And then action, I'm going to uh, reduce the size of this boulder to small. (laughs) Uh, It does not get a save. Until the spell ends, the target has disadvantage on strength checks. And when it does... Uh, damage, it's reduced by 1d4. <laughs> Very nice. You see awesome. that it shrinks in size from a medium boulder to a small boulder. <laughs> does that mean I get advantage or something? <laughs> it, it does not mean you get advantage. Stop making your case. Disadvantage on strength checks. It's a little baby boulder. I should be easy to you know, kill it. Yeah, should be. That takes us to the non-baby boulder, which is going to strike down at Mason again, at okay. dis- not, not not at disadvantage unless yes it is yes, because at the end of my uh, his reaction reset. Okay, that's an eighteen to hit you, Mason. You did not roll uh, both d twenties. I did. That was that uh, was a little quick. Does hit uh, Mason, not Marcus. That's a oh, hit, sir. That is going to be ten points of bludgeoning damage. Fake rest. And second attack is 21 to hit. Wait, before you say it hits, <laughs> I'm going to cast Are the bard look- thing that I have. Cutting words. Cutting words. Cutting words. <laughs> so, wait, how does it work? Oh, it just takes off a d6? Is that right? D8. A d8. A d8? Because you have d8s now. I like that. Nice. And uh, I'm going to say to him, Look, if you're just going to keep hitting us, we're just going to keep making you smaller and smaller. He's got plenty of those make small spells, and we're just going to we're gonna turn you into a piece of sand and then maybe make a wish out of you and throw you into the well, or I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ah, that's an eight. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. The attack misses. <laughs> <laughs> the second attack? You see, yeah, the second attack misses. 
you see that the boulder comes down and slams at you with the fist, but uh, wavers in its second. You hear the small boulder say in Terran, oh, I'm getting too old for this. Wait, wait, who heard that exactly? Uh, I understand that. Everybody that speaks Primordial and Terran heard it. Okay. So I think that's uh, Marcus and Mason. I have uh, Primordial, but not Terran. Yep. <clears throat> that takes us down to Hirak. No, sorry. Uh, Mason. It's Mason's turn. So Baby Boulder is already damaged, yeah? Baby Boulder is damaged. Okay, so I'm going to go for Baby Boulder. All right. Yeah, he's the one that just spoke up. How close is Baby Boulder to me? Uh, he's right next to you. He'd have to be in melee. Yeah, within melee. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to fly into a rage. Ooh. Nice. All right. Angry boy. Yes. So I'm going to fly into a rage and attack. What kind of a barbarian are you? Uh, Path of the Juggernaut. Oh, what the heck is that? Sounds Brad, cool. Brad, do you want to explain? That is something that Jeffrey doesn't know about, which is why I picked it. <gasps> you <laughs> sly dog. <laughs> Bringing in UA stuff. No, it's actually Critical Role uh, Homebrew. Cool. Is the boulder technically a construct? It is not. <laughs> okay, well, point being is that is a 21 to hit. A 21 does hit. Great. And that damage is... I almost rolled a d20. <laughs> uh, 11. All right, sweet. And I can technically make another attack? Yep. Oh, I didn't. You have add, I didn't add rage damage to that, so I take that back. That's technically a thirteen. You got it. So I'm gonna attack again. Okay. Because barbarians uh, okay. uh, get okay. a second attack at fifth level, I believe, right? I was just assuming because I hadn't moved. <laughs> oh no, you have multi attack. Ah, and so I do. That is a another twenty-one, right? Is it twenty-one last time? Is it twenty-one this time? Still hits. And that is. 11 points of damage. Ooh, boy. That time I included the rage team. All right. You take us two swings at this rock, dude. And it's uh, swinging down because it is small. And uh, you carve away at it. And every time you do, you see little sparks of blue electricity kind of skid off of it. Okay. And just for the purposes of mechanics, I'd like to state that my axe is magical. He is going to... Ooh, okay. As you do that, you see that the large boulder that is there all of a sudden puts its arm down, shifts down into a fetal position, and perfectly resembles a boulder and stops moving. Whoa. Okay. Wacky. Is it hiding or dead? Uh, it is Hirak's turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hesitant to attack these guys. Well, because I, th- I think Kirak would, even though he didn't understand who that what he said, like, I'm getting cool for this. He would understand the thought of, like, just not sadness, but, like, man, I don't want to do this. So the little one is in a tiny boulder fetal position. The big one is still undamaged. The big boulder is now non moving and looking like a boulder again. The little one is just got hit by a giant battle axe. Got it. I kind of want to heal him. What? 
<laughs> Whoa. I kind of want to heal him. Hirak, what 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 would you do in this moment? This is what here. This is about Hirak. The only problem is I don't speak primordial, and so I can't communicate. Like that, we don't want to. Because we could crush this thing, but I'm gonna heal him. Maybe I'm your just, songs could communicate. I think I think actions speak louder than words. I hope that gets across. Aww. I'm gonna heal him. You're gonna healing word him. Healing word. So it's all right. One, level one spell. Go ahead and roll a d4. That's a four. Nice. Nice. Plus your charisma bonus, which is plus three, so that's seven points. Sweet. So it- <laughs> Casey's whack is almost completely. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Bruh. Mason, you see that the bird behind you just did something, and now the boulder looks like it's a little bit more intact. And you're not quite sure what's going on here, but something ain't right. Can I speak as my as a free action? Something ain't right. Uh, you can speak. You may speak. <laughs> may I have the floor? Um, <laughs> you get the talking stick. I yeah. <laughs> I think, hold on, I think we should stop kicking the snot out of this thing. I mean, like, maybe he can help guide us, because obviously none of us have been here. Hey, hey, don't let its baby stature just make you drop your guard, okay? It's still a medium boulder at heart, and those guys are nasty. Hey, I already gave it a chance trying to talk. He ignored me before. Do what your character would do. Yeah, I still healed him. I think okay. that's, yeah, that was I got just, I got my uh, point across of like what I'm trying to trying to do. It is now back up to Small Boulder's turn. Small Boulder. S M O L. A smaller Boulder. A smaller. You see, he <clears throat> looks up at all of you and plants his feet down, and you hear in Terran, he says. I do my duty. That is all. Do ti do ti. He starts chanting to himself, and he's going to take two swings at your shins. Yeah. So that's a uh, fifteen to hit with the disadvantage from Toby. No, no disadvantage from Toby. No, no disadvantage. Oh, I'm so used to it. Never mind. <laughs> that is a seventeen to hit you, sir, Mason. Oh, what? Wait, 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 wait. They're really going after Mason, huh? Yeah, I'm like caught yeah. off yeah. both. Seventeen to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's going to be... <laughs> also, I'm going to need... Uh, while Brad's doing math, can anybody tell me in D&D 5th Ed, because I only know 3.5, what resistance means with uh, attacks? You're taking half damage from all this. Is this a okay. is this a bludgeoning attack? So he did 13 damage, minus 3 from the D4, divided by 2, which gives you 5 Shouldn't points Shouldn't I damage. divide by 2 first <laughs> through order of operations? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what is the D and D order of operations? That's a great question. <laughs> it probably be my you dear take... aunt. You do Pendos. <laughs> what's a, what's a D and D name? Mm-hmm. Please excuse my dear aunt Solomon. <laughs> my dear aunt Hirak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure you. He would do the ten damage to you, and then your resistance would kick in, which is five. <laughs> Dude, but it could have been four. And the second attack is coming at you. That is going to be a uh, 23 to hit. Uh, oh, never mind. I was going to use cutting. Whatever. 
It's all right. So that is going to be seven divided by two, which is three. You can see that his attacks are not nearly as strong as you would have guessed they would have been. So yeah, I mean, that's all. And he's just mumbling the words, do tea, do tea, as he's slamming against your shins. And like, it's not breaking you down at all. These are just like little pinprick hits. Uh, Exioc, it's your turn. All right, I'm behind him. Yep. So I am going to uh, uh, run up to him and throw my bejeweled dagger at his back as I approach and then uh, stab him with my offhand when I get there. You got it rolled a hit. Uh, that is a crit 20 on Ooh. the throw. Oh my goodness. That's going to hurt. Nice. Oh, extra, extra damage. Wait, so how does the crit work? This is my first crit as as You roll Exeoc. double your dice. All of my dice? Yep. All of your dice are doubled. Don't bother so... with poison, though. Well, I don't have poison on Big. this one. Because it's a rock. Oh, 21 damage. Plus one. 22 damage. Ooh, boy. All right. Well, good thing here I killed him. Uh, so then I, I so I throw my dagger, it sinks into the back of his shoulder, and I, as I run, and I'm going to jump at him with my, with a just regular dagger in my left hand. Go for it. And that is a 14 to hit, 15 to hit. 15 does not hit. Dang. It glances off the rock, but I just hit his, <laughs> hit his big boulder <laughs> body. Mm-hmm. And you hear him mumbling more in Terran. You can't make out what he's saying, Exioc. Uh, What's he saying? You hear this time he says, she will come back for me. That is Marcus's turn. How far away is he from the edge? I'd say 10 feet. Okay. I am going to in turn say, unfortunately for your, you, your duty blocks our path. <laughs> and then I will, do two sh- I will do two shove attacks at which he will have disadvantage again oh. or like contested strength checks which he will have disadvantage against you to shove him clever girl a total of 20 feet back but yeah so uh, i need an athletics check from you uh-huh at disadvantage. disadvantage that's going to be a 15 from him i got a 16 yes! oh my god <laughs> so he's only moved back five feet from that yep Next one. All right. Disadvantage. <laughs> That's a dirty 20. Oh, snap. Do we need a picture? Because of the disadvantage, that is a 13 from him. Oh, oh my gosh. It's two little tiny shoves that I give this tiny rock off the edge. <laughs> snap. Is he- you see as... <laughs> Marcus. I like to say it's nothing personal in Tyrion. It's, I push him off the edge. Long live the king. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, uh, man. You see this little rock dude, very small, gets shoved back five feet and topples over onto its back. You see it rolls with, with the momentum of it, getting knocked off balance. It sits and writes itself up, trying to struggle to its feet as you come in for the next shove. And as you do so, with one foot landing on the ledge, it topples back into oblivion. <laughs> I'm like, no! And I run to the edge and uh, uh, lean over and put my hand out and my uh, knife comes flying back to my hand. <laughs> what, what were they saying? What, did you it understand does. them? I turned, I was like, you almost lost my knife! I tell Toby to uh, 
attack the other one. Uh, all right. It's just a boulder. It's just a rock, to- yeah. Toby runs over and digs its claws into the boulder and just kind of scrapes and falls down to the ground. Okay. Well, hey, well, uh, hey. You should have done that sooner, Marcus. <laughs> that was the plan. <laughs> Quick thinking. Well, the path seems... The path seems pretty clear here now. Hang on. We must test this bridge. Yeah, I'd like to not ritual cast a tech magic, so just instant. Boom. There is no magical aura here. Except for a knife that's in. <laughs> yeah, other than what you have, what you brought with you. I mean, and you get a magical aura coming from the axe as well that <clears throat> Mason has. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Ooh. Wait, uh, Mr. Mr. Rosetta Stone, what what was he saying that whole time? <laughs> he kept chanting the same words. He was saying duty, uh, and that she will return for him. Yeah, well, unlikely after this, after today. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they were placed here as guards of this bridge and not allowing people to pass. Hirak is extreme. One rock not- seemed reluctant of this duty. And the other seemed very forthright. So, hmm. very I don't, interesting. I don't think Hirak would say this out loud, but the like he thinks that like when he hears the phrase like she will come back, he thinks back to like Netta, not Netta Buge, uh, Nikki Mub talking about Minerva, and uh, he's really upset oh. that that rock died. Oh, I don't think he's gonna say anything out loud. Do I notice the upsetness on his yeah, face? Yeah, do we do we recognize? Is he trying to hide it? I think so. Would I do a performance check? I call that a performance check. Okay. What? I'm pretty good and at so performance. So we roll inside against it, right? That's a 13 there, Hirak. Uh, you got a 14. <laughs> I have a plus 9 in performance, so good luck. In, <laughs> uh, it's 24. Dag it. Don't know, don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's a difference between trying to dissuade you and putting on a brave face. So just a personal preference on my end. The bridge is now out before you and you walk walk over and start testing it, putting your foot on the first panel, testing your weight on it to see uh, how sturdy it is. And it appears to not give way whatsoever underneath your weight. I tell Toby to run across to the other (laughs) side first. (laughs) Toby uh, runs, as he was told, across the other side. There are little spaces within each of the iron planks that lays across here. Uh, The iron is old and faded and does not have any sort of glean to it whatsoever. And there is a like ear piercing scraping of metal on metal as Toby runs across here. But there is no visible sign of wear and tear on the bridge. And Toby makes it across safe and sound. So we go one at a time. Does anybody got any rope? I'd like to be uh, safe than sorry. Yeah, we can, we can do that. We, I think I we all still mine. have rope. I think I have rope. I think it comes in like one of the default traveler packs, right? You guys, and you also have rope from what you grabbed back in the uh, campsite, the 300 feet of rope. Yep. You left some of it behind when you were climbing out, but you still have some. So you guys got rope. Uh, I can go first. I'm not preparing a spell but in my head i'm getting ready to cast feather fall <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough and it's just a reaction so you don't have to prep it anyways nice okay yeah i go across the bridge 
you guys take one step after another on this bridge. It, as you're walking along, especially you, Marcus, can see this was masterfully constructed. Like the support trushes that hold it on the back and the suspension that is here is all perfectly balanced. Uh, with all of the earthquakes that have gone on here, it should have shown more wear and tear, but it seems to be perfectly shock absorbent somehow. And as you make your way across, everyone makes it safe with no issues whatsoever. Mason, what is this place? You seem to knew what it was. I um, am still kind of bewildered as we make our way across uh, safely. And I'm just kind of in deep thought. And I kind of look at you quizzically, look back at the bridge and say, the legends are true. Uh, you wanna you wanna explain that yeah, there, friendo? Care to spill the beans? This must be proof that the ancestors of my people, their legends are true. I have faith now that the Avarial, if they're still alive, must be on the other side of this bridge. What exactly are they? I mean, you thought I was one at first, and you didn't seem too keen on that. Still, you know, curious why your demeanor, you know, was so negative. Legends say that they're a winged humanoid, if that's what we're calling ourselves here, creatures that are not on good terms with my people anymore. Once, long ago, many generations, they used to be on good terms, but no longer. As to why, I cannot say. But if they're out here, I'm afraid the other legends are true as well. That the Tao and the evil ones that plague our land are also in tow. Well, I guess we'll just keep our eyes out, eh? Aye. Fortunately, I don't know what we can uh, what we can do about that right now. Should we wait for your other problem solver before we continue? Uh, with that, like, I get kind of downcast looking at the ground. Perhaps we should rest and wait for him? We have traveled a long way. We have... Safe passage from there. Uh, what does the ground look like here? Does it look similar to the ground on the other side of the Iron Bridge? It does. The path of shale led out of the floating peaks that were on the other side of the ravine, but the floating peaks just start up again over on this side. It's almost like there was just a huge axe that cut right through the center of the plane right here. So the path of shale continues on the other side. By plane, you mean like the surface, not the... Yeah, I meant the plane of existence. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could take a little breather. I don't think it would hurt. I'm getting hungry. I'm down. Hey, uh, hey, Herak. Yeah. You got that, uh, got that cool thing? The little bubble? Yeah, I can bubble boy for you. <laughs> and I, uh, I cast Liaman's tiny hut. Ritual or regular? Ritual. All right, so it takes you 10 minutes of lightly strumming on your lyre, but eventually the pulses extend out and remain in an ethereal bubble that protects you. During the 10 minutes, I'd like to ask Mason if he would let me check out his axe and see see its features. I not only give you the axe as attached to the um, handle and staff portion, I suppose, but also the um, attachment as well. And I'm going to ritual cast identify. You got it. (laughs) 
at the end of both of your ritual castings, nothing comes to bother you, and both spells complete. You are inside of this little hut, all five of you together, and you finish ritual casting this. The enchantment is on the the warhammer and the double axe itself. And the top of the shaft is enchanted to be a mechanism that allows for a quick transfer between the axe and the warhammer sides. So it is a plus two, plus two, meaning plus two to hit and plus two damage. Very nice. And that's the same for both aspects of it. But it is masterfully crafted and enchanted. This is the work of someone that knew exactly what they were doing. Cool. That is so Do cool. I get... Do I get an artificer vibe from it? 100%. (laughs) I've been working on something similar to this. I chime over. Um, Lloyd. Uh, yeah. Bring me the, bring, bring me the knife. Bring me the knife. I, uh, take it, take it off my belt, give it a little flip and, uh, spin it amongst my fingers like a coin. I'd say, uh, I did this. Show him, Lloyd. I'm like, oh, gladly. With that, I take one of my normal daggers and I toss it up in the air, and I'm going to throw my dagger returning straight for it, and let's see if this is cool or not. All right, roll for cool. Roll for cool. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Why do I even roll my dice? I rolled a one. Not cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not cool. Not cool. Okay, so I missed by like 10 feet at least. Yeah, if, if your dagger returning flies off into the ravine. <laughs> but it comes back. It returns to me. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it <laughs> returns. <laughs> but it comes flying back, and I catch it. And I go. Hmm. Usually, I can. Usually, I'm better than that. So the legends are true. Mind. Only the ones who are worthy can wield it. <laughs> <laughs> so then I walk over and pick up my other dagger and be like, in shame, because I I could have hit that. Not bad, eh? Looking at Mason. As you are looking over my weapon, I just chime in and say. This weapon of great power has been passed to me from my father and his father and his father's father and so on, so long as our people have inhabited these lands. I believe the original wielder was a warrior of great might and strength. May I take a look? I nodded you. Uh, can I hold it? (laughs) That's like, if I'm capable... (laughs) <laughs> we'll have you roll a strength check for it just for the fun uh that is a 12 yeah you can hold it okay i just uh very clumsily kind of like hold it uh because it's very it is pretty heavy to me too but i'm like mm, it's got some weight behind it yes i believe the original wielder was a barbarian named bartuk Batuk's blade. So the legends say. History check? Can I history check? Sure. For a lore about a plane we've never existed in? What? <laughs> <laughs> Read a lot of books, you nerd. Uh, <laughs> you, 19. Yeah, you nerd. Oh, 19. Uh, Bartuk is uh, not a common name that you would expect from a human. So. If you had to take a stab, probably a Goliath name. Interesting. I say nothing. <laughs> Should we rest up? I'm happy to take a rest. I feel like we've been walking forever, but the light has not changed. 
I'm, I'm kind of getting a little stir crazy, losing my mind, you know. It'd be nice to, to have a sunset. But what can you do? I guess anybody down to take first watch? I just send Toby up. Oh, you think he can watch for the whole night? He does not need sleep, so he more of just enjoys to cuddle up with people. But in instances like this, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And with the dome surrounding you, nothing can get in. Any other things you guys want to do before you take a full rest? Eat some food. All right. You got your sustenance. Mm -mm -mm. Uh, Go ahead and take your full rest. But in the morning or whenever uh, you feel fully rested, the dome starts shimmering and then disappears altogether. And you guys are now back to all of your spell slots and fully rested. And as you look around, there is no sign of a little gnome anywhere. Somberly uh, walk over to Mason and go, well, we'll meet him back at camp. We should continue. Yeah. I stretch, crack my back. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be all right. He's a spry little fella. I do that as well, but it sounds a lot more unnatural and like <laughs> rocks are clapping together. Let's uh, let's uh, head off, Mason. You know where we going? And I grunt, squint my eyes, and roll survival. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only one path. I'm confused when he rolls dice. I mean, sort of. There are multiple mountains here that create multiple valleys and ravines. So it's about finding the proper path forward. All right, well, I've got a 13, and this time I am looking for the path more traveled. All right, a 13 is enough to find a little gap that doesn't necessarily look more well-traveled, but there are two large-looking boulders that line either side of the pathway that seem to have been placed there. Okay. Hmm. Turn to the group, make sure everybody's all right, and we head off that way. Seeing the two boulders, I'm just going to instinctively bonus action, pull out my whip from my arm. (laughs) You hear a... Uh, snap behind you, uh, Mar- Mason, and turn around to see the whip extending out of Marcus's arm. Like, can you describe that more? <laughs> Why don't you describe it? It is a tendril whip, so it kind of looks like a uh, octopus arm, but instead of like suction cups, there are uh, these translucent spikes coming from it. Is it literally your arm? No, it's coming from my forearm, so like it extends oh, okay, from my like forearm. an Assassin's Creed type thing. Yes, like an Assassin's Creed right. type thing. But it's like a, is it like ghosty, glowy? That's how I always imagine it. Oh yeah, so it's like green. You guys start walking through, and you are ready for these boulders to jump out at you at any second. But these ones seem to remain motionless as you guys continue on forward. Nice. The path. Oh, I say good morning to the boulders in turn. <laughs> <laughs> I let out a sigh. Of respect. Uh, they do not respond. <laughs> the path Dang. here widens just a little bit as you're walking through, and the shale that is underneath your feet seems to be just of a little bit more fragile consistency than what you came through previously. It's a very subtle dif- 
difference, but it's noticeable. Above you guys, you can see there are much larger floating peaks that are gently blowing as of clouds above you. The floating peaks cast shadows that <clears throat> fall across you and they are moving quicker than the ones that you had previously encountered. I turn to the group and am kind of in a similar state of amazement as I imagine the rest of them would be at the spectacle of this because it's even new experience for me as well. And I say, legends of my forefathers would say that even the very essence of what I believe you call gravity comes from these lands. Fascinating, isn't it? That's really something. I hope it's I, a my, black hole or something. I look around eyes wide. And we uh, continue to pass through under the shadows of these huge rock masses. You hear a thud from above as one of the two-ton boulders crashes into a mountainside and a avalanche of rocks comes raining down behind you. <clears throat> Doesn't hurt you at all. It's a good 50 feet behind where you were, but you can see that the pathway gets covered up in debris and rubble from right behind you. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, a little bit terrifying, but it, you could climb back over, over it if you had to. It's just something to be aware of that some <clears throat> it's a, a, unstable going on from here. Well, I'm just going to watch the skies from here on out. Yeah, I'm going to need another survival check from you, Marcus, or Mason. Mason. As I'm doing this survival check, I turn to the group and say, now the legends will be written about us. <laughs> a huge grin goes goes across my face as I think about that. Epic check. <laughs> Thinking, thinking of uh, of Marcus's name in a book makes him excited. It's like, oh, read about me. Mm. I've got a sixteen. Sixteen. All right. You lead them further down the path, and the uh, incline gets steadily steeper, and heading downwards, the peaks get further and further above you as the ravine goes further down into the valley. Your Y coordinate is dropping pretty quickly. I would like to roll history. Sure. Which I know I'm terrible in, but I'm going to try and recall the stories that I was told growing up about the Avery, the home of the Averial, and see what I know if we're going in the right direction or not. Sure. I, I rolled a two, and I have a minus one on intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> a dirty you one. know it's called the Avery, and you know that that's where the Avarials live. I relate to the group that I am kind of out of my depth now, but we continue on because it seems to be the right way for my survival instincts. You would know more than us. Yep. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, Smarty? I don't know. As you continue walking forward, the blue-purple haze from the sky starts to get darker and dimmer, almost as if it's nighttime, but nighttime doesn't exist, so it's just darkness that is creeping up on you. And as you are walking along the path of shale here, you are looking around and you see that there are weird rock shapes that are built into these walls that 
I don't know. They they look almost like they were placed there purposefully, oh. almost like a landscape, but not in a way that's like carved. You know, it's just like rocks were placed in a arrangement of some sort that they, belies the fact that maybe someone was once here. Are they cairns or cairns? Uh, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Yeah, I was about to say, can I investigate? Uh, while this is happening, I also I no would instinctively about. draw my great axe, but not like have it firmly grasped in two hands, but just kind of hold it in one. Uh, hmm. Hirak is investigating with an 18. Ooh. Can I, do, would you allow me to also investigate? I'll let you give him the help action. Uh, what if I don't want to? <laughs> I don't I don't help Hirak, I do my own. <laughs> Hirak, as you walk up to this pile of rocks, you can see that there doesn't appear to be a mound of it where it would be like a burial pyre. That's what a cairn is, right? It's like a stack of rocks that's meant to signify a, a grave, right? Uh, it's more like pathways, like you see it in like national parks when there's not like. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's a it's a pile of rocks. I think it could be the same for tombstones or. Gotcha. Like burial, but yeah. Yeah, they just appear to be somewhat in a line, but like a curvy line. That they're not like the same size of rocks, but they do appear to like form some sort of line against the wall of the cliff. But they definitely look like they were placed there for some reason. And as you are looking down, you see that the lines start to get closer and closer and emerge in a point. And there is an enormous boulder of where they all converge together further down at the end of the path. What do you think that is? If you were to look from a bird's eye view, would it draw a pattern? Do I get the impression? Almost like the boulder has tentacles reaching out from it or like a spiderweb crack, I would say. Got it. Okay. Cool. Guys, I think these are trying to point attention towards that big one. I tell the group to what be on think? guard. I uh, I unsheath my daggers one in each hand. Do you think uh do you think that rocks alive? I think we're close. only one way to find out. Oh, I'm not going any closer. At least not first. I go first. Can I do an ar- can I do an arcana check on any of this? <laughs> Uh, sure. Mason, you lead the way as Marcus does the Arcana check. Uh, that is a 17. There doesn't appear to be any sort of arcane runes attached to any of these. Just making sure no runes are in any of these rocks. Yep. Good call. Mason, as you continue walking forward, the boulder gets larger and larger in sight. You can see that it's about 15 feet tall and a completely smooth surface to it. As you take a step forward and are ready to put your hand on the face of it. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw. What the? Uh, yeah, not good. It's a seven. You guys see the ground beneath Mason opens up as he falls. You get advantage on deck saves, don't you? Down into a pit. He does get advantage on deck saves. Gosh, I dang. call it. I right. Trap sense. So roll again. Here, wait. So, ro- here, wait. Roll again. We don't roll know again. what happened yet. Roll again. Okay, this time it's a 16. Uh, that's still not enough. As you fall down it was dc 90 or something (laughs) (laughs) no it was a dc uh 20 but that gosh it's for a good reason as you feel yourself plummet you feel the stone against your back as it like rubs up against it but you feel your momentum start to slow gradually by some force that's above you 
underneath you are expecting to crash onto the ground but instead it's a gradual curve in the stone uh but we will come back to you in a second uh what are the rest of you guys doing uh i would have like dove towards the edge to try and catch him all i right. don't know if uh, i was close at all though he was not he uh, and marcus okay, so, was so, back at the par- at the back of the party yeah so i'd be like prone with my hands over looking down into the yeah. into the pit yeah you can see with your dark vision that there is a gradual curve that leads downwards but he is gone from sight okay i'll let i'll let Hirak talk and then i'll yell out to him uh marcus can I, i'm i don't know what's alive here and what's controlling anything can you can you talk to whatever's here or if we can get a response i let out a medium volume hello in Terran. uh it echoes throughout the canyon but you do not hear anything I cast a light on Toby and tell him to jump in. All right. Oi. Like Oi. a light stick being dropped into the Rock hole, boy. you see Toby <laughs> falls down and generally starts curving away from you, almost as if on a slide, and continues out of sight. I shout down. Interesting. I, I jump in as well. Oh, my. What? What the? Marcus, what are you doing? I'm gone. <laughs> He's gone. How far did I fall? We will get You've back to you in a second. You've got to be kidding me. I look uh, at here, Ek. You've got to be kidding me. Look, Exioc, the last time we jumped in a big pit, it we technically survived, but also some of us didn't. That is why I'm so incredibly hesitant to just jump into random pits. Like, and, Okay, I yes, I remember that. And uh, we. I think uh, we made it out fine that time, but... Last time we we followed this Marcus guy, we ended up here in the first place. Yeah, and I'm still bitter about it. Yeah, I agree. Let's just go. You let's know just what? Leave them to their own devices. Let's go. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, okay, Iraq. Let's. Uh, I'm not. Okay, let's do this together. You got that? You got that little trick up your sleeve? Yeah, I do. All right, let's go. Okay. Uh, I'm so we cast... we jump in tandem. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Featherfall on myself, and since. He's near me? Is that how it works? It's up to five creatures, I believe. Yeah, up to five creatures. Okay, so the first Featherfall bubble is long gone, so I'm just going to cast it on myself again. All right, and you guys uh, gently float down, feel the smooth cold stone on your back as a well-carved-out slide carries you off into the darkness. As the two of you skid down, the momentum begins picking up even with the feather fall. And at a certain point, you hit about a 45 degree angle where Hirak, you feel the spell release. Uh-oh. And what? as that happens, the no, momentum no, no. speeds no, you guys way, way up. And you are speeding down this 45 degree angle. Can I pull and- out a dagger and try and slow myself? Uh, you can. As you guys are going through, eventually you hit like a flat, even plane, but your momentum is still as fast as it was before. You pull out your dagger and turn and you try to stab it into the smooth stone and you see sparks start flying out <clears throat> as the steel hits the flint. And as you are continuing on, the uh, momentum begins to slow down for you and your feet hit open air as you hold on 
and you turn around and see Exiak, you are in a really large, probably 80 foot across spherical room. <clears throat> you look and you see Toby and Marcus and Mason and Hirak are all in this room, but they are floating in midair. As you come into here, everyone got slowed down as you came in and were thrust across the room and stopped your momentum. But you are in a completely spherical room made out of stone. As you come through the hole, there is a wall that slams shut behind you, Exioc, as you are now in this room. No, you all no, look no. around at you and all of you are floating. This um, is immediate. Wait, Brad. We bro- have control of our movement. Before here. I move. Oh, wait. Hold on. It's like the trajectory oh, that you came off it. of the wall with is the direction that you move. So it's like you would be on the ISS. Nice. I take off my I bandages. My oh, wings character can't, moment. My, oh, boy. My weight or my wings can't support my weight um, in normal air, but we're not in normal air. For the first time, you guys see Hirak's wings come out. And... Describe it. Describe it. Yep, Hirak, why don't you go ahead and describe it? Um, so I keep my wings bound to my back, and so it looks kind of like a backpack. But I take off the bandages. They kind of, you know, float off, and I stretch my wings and try to flap them. And you can see that they're, they've been bound up a while. You can see that one of them is like not right, like one of them is like not the right. You know when like a uh, an animal gets injured and they're like limping and they're like like they don't support the weight and their joints are in what seems like a wrong direction. It looks yes. like that. Like it. It's oh uncomfortable. Wing? Right wing. Yeah, my right one? wing. It's uncomfortable. And also very sore because they've been bound up for so long. But they, uh, what color are they? They're the color of my uh, feathers, which is gray. All right. So, is there any is there any extra design on them or anything? Uh, nope. My uh, my tail has colorful designs, but my feathers don't. All right. Whoa, bird boy, looking good! I shout. <laughs> Yeah, as you guys are all just like randomly ping-ponging off the walls, um, just in different angles. This is not going to be good. Um, so as the ground opened up beneath me, I would have instinctively given a yell and then drifted down through that slide in a panicked state, only to enter an environment that is completely foreign and antithetical to my nature since I'm tied to Earth, just spiritually, physically, right. mentally, emotionally. So I am terrified, and I'm just trying to touch anything that's like stone. So. Every time you touch a stone wall, your momentum uh, makes you cart off in the other direction. And you can kind of get to a point where you shock absorb with your arms to stick to it, but eventually you just start floating off and then you're stuck in the middle of the air. So you kick yourself off to get momentum going again. And it's just a vicious cycle for you of trying to regain some sort of gravity. Yeah. And I'm like, rah, rah. and then just, you know, hit another wall and then think I'm okay. Panic, resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything 
besides just smooth wall? So the hole that you came in from has now shut and is flush with the wall. Yeah, there's like a square there. You see there is a little slit of light that opens up in the far side of the wall. You see two green eyes uh, circled by a pale face uh, look through and dart, eyes dart around the room looking at all of you. And then the slit shuts. And that is where we're going to have to pick up next time. Oh, oh my God. Bruh. Wow. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. That was a great episode to record, and we get to go talk about it on the Afterburner. Right now, we get to talk about our favorite people, our patrons, our denizens of Yetzira, just me today, reading out the stories and telling of their heroic deeds and misdeeds, starting off, of course, with Meg the Manic Pixie, with her new biker look and pixie cut, is feeling hyped about dismantling that slizzard from the inside out. As the residents of Destune come together to explore and declare next steps, Meg decides to go full Zoe Deschanel and whips out her magical Polaroid to commemorate the occasion. Once again, I want to remind the audience that these are, quote, probably not canon stories. Next, we have Keith, the ex-captain of Destune Fire Brigade, who stares silently at the crowd as multiple voices rise to offer insights into what should be done next. It's not his job anymore to decide where the group camps out for the night. He lost that right. He must once again earn his self-imposed position as the leader. Perhaps a future political campaign is in the works. Joe, the scrawny Goliath, fought like a madman against the slizzards using his thick thighs. Yet, as the adrenaline dies down, he feels unstable and crashes to the ground. <gasps> his thighs have returned to their weakened form from before. He must have used all their energy juice by squeezing off that slizzard's head. Joe wonders if that's how muscles really work, as Derek now picks up the conversation. Derek, the one-eyed lizard folk from nowhere, clears his reptilian throat loudly and says in a rough voice, Two, the newcomer. Who are you? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, glowing sword bro? And begins to tuck his thumbs into his waist and begin line dancing. Sophie, the former official Destune tour guide, studied line dancing for years as a monk of the backwards walker and immediately joined in with Derek. They were lockstep without any music for a solid three seconds. Then she felt them start to get out of sync and knew that the impromptu dance was about to come to an abrupt end. In other words, the jig was up. Casey, the wandering gypsy from Trashboro, saw what was about to happen to Derek and Sophie and reached deep into his coat, deeper than he had reached in years. He produced a strange-looking piece of metal that was shining. He placed it on the corner of his mouth and gave it a twang. Oh, wow, it's a plus-one jaw harp. The dance was saved as Casey got the dance back in tempo. Tyra, the half-elf sorceress from elsewhere, was about to start questioning the newcomer herself when whatever is happening right now started happening. She looked at Meg, Keith, and Joe and the rest and gave a deep sigh and jumped in on the line dance. How does she know the steps of the line dance, you might ask? Well, you can ask all you want. Noah, the desert paladin of charismatic swagger, the newcomer, waits patiently for the song to be over. He waits 26 and a half minutes. At this point, Derek, Sophie, and Tyra are each determined to be the last one dancing. Uh, I rolled a d6 to determine the outcome, and Derek won. Yay, good good job, Derek. Noah slowly rolled his eyes for dramatic effect and went on to explain that he was tracking the slizzards that had killed his family <gasps> and now seeks to do justice in the world. As he ended his speech, wind blew through his hair dramatically, followed by a very slow clap from the denizens and a bright flash 
from a very small Polaroid. <laughs> Thank you to our patrons. Hey, check us out on our social media accounts. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Reddit, we have Instagram especially. We have seen a lot of new posts coming up on the Reddit. That's really exciting. Nice to see memes, even uh, if they are at my expense. But that's okay. We love them anyways. And uh, if you want to be a part of these shout outs at the end, come check us out on our Patreon. If you just want to love and support us, send us a message on Instagram, post somewhere. We are always checking on it. And be sure to tell your friends because we've been getting a lot of growth and we want to share this podcast with as many people as we can. We love all of you guys and we will catch you next time. <laughs>